Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Five years, man! Five. Where have you been for five years? Hey, greetings, Ghostbusters fans all over the world, and welcome to the crossword for the week of July 6th, 20... What? July 6th, 2020? This is our fifth year... Well, to the day, this is our five-year anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary to us. We're going to be celebrating with a little bit of a clip show in the second half of the show, but at the first part of the show, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Day, the belated celebration. Stay tuned. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Still Playing With Toys presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, hey, happy fifth anniversary then. Yeah, exactly. I should have gotten you like uh, flowers or something. Fifth, fifth anniversary is like the. Uh, you the... don't bring me flowers <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah, pilot, July sixth, twenty fifteen. Wow. So in a weird, is that, is that how calendars work? Do they wrap that way <laughs> in five year chunks? Because we're right back where we. St- oh my god, we're right back where we started. Yeah, that. What are the odds of that, man? That's. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, sure, mm. uh, but so, to the day, happy fifth anniversary. Uh, what are the <laughs> ten odds? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. God. I, Sorry, I freaked out. Joined the army. <laughs> Killed the president of Paraguay with a fork. <laughs> with a fork. How have you been? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, in some ways it, it does feel like it's been five years, and in some ways it feels like it's been two months, and in some ways it feels like it's been 50 years. Yeah. 50 years ago. Several years, at least. Yeah. That's well, so as a double crazy. down, I, I poured myself a nice glass of a local uh, brewery here and took my medication. By the way, thank you to everybody <laughs> who said their condolences. I'm just old. It's, it's not really a thing. Yeah. They're but... like, I hope you feel better. It's like... I don't know. I, I'm getting old. The well, that, roll it, back, but so. that's that's just people <laughs> heeding our advice of being empathetic human beings well, right now, and they're that's they're true. showing Good point. you. They're they're demonstrating. Well, I do appreciate it. it. Yeah. I do appreciate everybody that's, that uh, checked in on me. <laughs> I mean, I I broke so. two toes a couple weeks ago, and nobody Ooh. sent me. Any, uh, well, you never mentioned it, so <laughs> what was right. I supposed to do? Just makes me feel older than I am at the moment. Sherlock um, Holmes it from uh, from over the the, the telephonic wires. <laughs> you could have did de- you could have deduced that. I can tell by the slight shift in your Midwestern accent that uh, I, yeah, I hear your toes. chair creaking more than it does. Does that mean that blood is rushing to your foot and it hurts? No, no, that's yeah, fine. whatever. I nothing. I don't know. I toes are. We don't grip grip branches anymore. I'm pretty sure if we could just, you know, that that little toe, by the way, is that's just a 
That's just a corner catcher. Yep. That's all that is. And that, that is the one. It's that one and the one right next to it. And uh, they, they're they totally useless. And it's totally fine, except for when my daughter decides that she wants to stomp on them, which means Ooh. that they're not healing at the moment. But right. yeah, it ain't no thing. So uh, what I'm saying is well, send me some of those muscle relaxants or whatever you've yeah, got going. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, they're hard to heal anyways because they flex. They're part of your balance when you walk, right? So... I don't know. I don't believe in uh, bobbing pet tails. I don't believe in bobbing their ears. I don't quite understand piercings. But if somebody said today, everybody gets their little toes removed for free if they want to, I, <laughs> I'd i think about it. <laughs> yeah, or at the very least, give I'd us really the Dan Aykroyd webbing or something so that they're connected know, right? and they're not just like floating out there all willy-nilly. And yeah. Get up in the morning, tape my toes together, off to work. <laughs> tape my toes together like a prize fighter. That is, you you joke, but that's kind of what's happening right now. Well, for you, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, well, nobody oh, well. tuned into our fifth anniversary episode to listen to my toe problem. I'll tell you that much. Or me complaining about my old age. That's uh, what they listened to the last five years for. <laughs> that's yeah. For five years, that's all we've we've either been sick or complaining about being <laughs> old or. Thank, thank you it's for listening un- for all these years through all it's of that It's lowering the bar. We've subconsciously <laughs> set it up. The people tune in and afterwards they go, that's a pretty good show for one guy yeah. who's dying and the other guy who's sick. So. Yeah, you, you set the bar low and the expectations are low with them. It's totally fine. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, hey everybody. Uh, welcome happy to our post. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah, this is kind of, it's, it's kind of fortuitous. It's the Ghostbusters Day Roundup, uh, fifth anniversary, and uh, it's, all, it's also a holiday weekend here for us in, in the U.S. And so That's right. many things to, uh, to be talking about here. So, um, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, Chris, uh, just, just before we started, before we hit the record button, um, you had the, the great idea of we're going to play some of our greatest hits at the end of this uh, episode. Um, and, uh, and I like that. I think that's a good, especially for the people who have just jumped on in the last year or two, uh, maybe you haven't heard, uh, uh, something from the back catalog, something from the deep cuts. And, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, but maybe uh, brand new people of of which I'm sure we can expect more to trundle in over the next uh, few months. Yeah. Especially with the movie, uh, coming, coming, uh, close, closer than you would think it is. It does seem like it's so far away. It's supposed to be opening this week as you listen to this which is kind of a drag kind of a bummer this would be our like oh my god chris we're about to go see the movie this, episode and now it's oh my totally god that, you're right because it was supposed to be on the 10th yeah 10th of july uh oh and, man which is six seven eight nine oh this friday yeah yeah so man. Uh, so uh pour one out well don't pour one out because that's don't a, a craft out. brew that you got there uh we don't want to let that go but plus you'll just have to go out and to get more and don't go out <laughs> it's don't go outside stay home please um, but yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll just jump into the news segment here, uh, because we'll do some Ghostbusters day roundup and talk about some of the, the stuff that happened. And, uh, then we'll get into our, our fifth anniversary celebration. So here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Well, Chris, uh, a, a subdued Ghostbusters Day. I know I did see some sentiment out there in social media land, like, where are all the announcements? Where's the trailer? Where's the TV spots? Where's the 24-karat oh. gold uh, Slimer that I was promised? It, it, I think because things were shuffled around uh, with the movie moving, um, 
and yeah. uh, with the pandemic and with the current, uh, you know, uh, uh, civil movement that's happening right now, I think the, the, the subdued Ghostbusters day was kind of what I expected. Uh, sure, I thought maybe there'd be a trailer, um, but it doesn't make sense from a marketing perspective to release a trailer no. for a movie that's not coming out until next spring. Um, so You and I talked about this before. The only way they could have done a trailer is if they could have found that magic bit of stuff that they could show to us that would feel, wouldn't feel like they were rehashing the last one, but wouldn't give away too much too early. Yeah, or, or another sort of tease, you know, like the original announcement trailer, which was kind of more of a tonal thing, you know, like yeah. the, the original Back to the Future uh, trailer, where it's not even showing yeah. you something that's in the movie. Um, the, the secret would have been, and the people who are complaining, again, lack of perspective, perspective time, get out of your own head and, and try to imagine... Uh, if everything had gone off as planned, which it would have been, uh, the reunited apart would have been on Ghostbusters day. They would have announced the, uh, going back to theaters with the little extra clip, which, uh, as it turned out was, uh, not huge, but not yeah. nothing we'll, either. We'll talk about that. Cause you, you've, we, I, I saw it through, uh, not so kosher means and you, <laughs> you saw it firsthand, right? So we can first get into hand. that a little bit. Um, um and and the, what I think people have overlooked is it got to a lot of theaters, like more than any other Ghostbusters day. I think Ghostbusters was concurrently playing in. That's honestly got to be the most theater since it it went out like originally. To be and, honest, and, like, and drive-in theaters too. Like that's kind yeah. of the nice thing. You know, I've I've seen some of uh, my favorite you know TV uh, you know late night uh, movie personalities uh, have been saying I've, I've been telling you for years that drive-in is coming back. Uh, and sure enough, here, here's the resurgence of the drive-in that uh, has been promised. Um, uh, a small aside, and it, d- it does actually fit to, in two different ways, uh, the latest uh, episode of Movies That Made Us with, I keep wanting to say John Landis, and that's not right, uh, Joe Dante, uh, he and his uh, partner there, this they're having their 100th episode this week. They had Edgar Wright on. And the reason it links is because the episode was about uh, movies with uh, uh, music drops in them. And, of course, being Edgar Wright, he had to winnow his list of f- <laughs> from 40 down to 11. Oh, sure, he, yeah. could, he couldn't even do 10. But he read out the ones that he cut out, and it included Ghostbusters. He had a Ghostbusters in there. But what was most interesting is they were all talking about um, – Edgar's back in the UK, uh, and they were talking about, you know, he's trying to finish up his movie and waiting until they got an opportunity to get it out into the theaters and all that. And you could hear the pain in, in Joe's voice as he, he basically uh, pointed out that for an old school movie guy like himself, he is both uh, super thrilled at the resurgence in drive-ins while at the same time distressed that he can't actually get movies into theaters because there's no theaters to there's get them no into theaters right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we live in a weird time that I, uh, to be honest, it's possible that had it not been for the lockdown, I it may have made it into even more screens. 
but I don't think it would have made it into as many drive-ins. Yeah, there's kind of well, something and, really cool about that. And I think that that might have been the plan all, of long, uh, all along, and that's maybe also why it was such a late announcement. And I know that there were theaters that thought that they had the movie coming you know, on actual Ghostbusters Day itself, and they got it pulled, and they were trying to figure out why. And you know, I, th- I think they wanted this to be kind of like one of those uh, you know, back for one weekend only Ghostbusters in theaters. And it was going to be in as many theaters as they humanly possibly could fill. Um, but yeah, uh, here in Los Angeles, theaters were supposed to be opening up this week as you listen to this. And that is certainly not happening. Um, theaters across the country were supposed to be opening, uh, you know, two weeks ago and that, that happened happened. and then quickly, uh, got pulled back because, uh, you know, for reasons that we don't have to get into on the podcast, uh, stay home, wear masks for the love of God. Um, so if you lump that and all the, uh, merch announcements, some of which we'll get into now, because I feel like a lot of those were intended to time around Ghostbusters day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and which when you think of it that way, that's three or four cool items over the last few weeks that probably would have dropped on Ghostbusters Day proper. So you add that up. That's a pretty sweet Ghostbusters Day had it all happened on the same day. Oh, sure. Day. And, and th- <laughs> again, things in perspective, too. You know, there were, I think it was two years ago. What was it, 2017? You know, Ghostbusters Day yeah. was was slim to nothing. Slim, uh, yeah, exactly, right? And, and so, yeah, of course, you know, 2018, that's when the announcement for the um, the fan fest came fan around fest. and, um, but then again, fan, that, that it was, was fan fest last year. Yeah, basically. And then yeah. fan fest with all of the announcements and, and stuff that happened there and the movie that was announced just shortly before that. And so it, it, here's the thing. Ghostbusters day is a, it is a marketing device. It is a total, totally arbitrary date. Uh, as we noticed that they can shift it whenever they feel like it, if they have to, um, it's not like they moved, uh, December the 25th or, uh, October the 31st or, you know, th- these it's, it's something that doesn't necessarily have to carry a whole lot of weight to it. doesn't necessarily have to have a trail, a big trailer launch or, you know, something even bigger than that. Um, because it's, yeah. it's, it's appreciation for the fans, which, uh, you know, if you follow ghost core, um, on, on Facebook, I know that they were really, um, you know, pushing the fans and pushing all of the work that, that fan groups have been doing in response to COVID-19 and, and the, the you know, the efforts that, that fans are putting into things. It, it is, it's an appreciation for us. It's appreciation for us loving the film. Um, and again, I say it all the time, every day for us is Ghostbusters day. So if you had disappointment and just do something for yourself tomorrow, um, and, and figure that out. But, um, anyway, so yeah, let's, let's talk about, let's maybe go through the, the merch announcements and then we can jump back into the, the drive-in experience that you had. Um, because I feel like we can have that story then sort of dovetail into our, 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 uh, uh, anniversary, uh, stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, merch uh the big announcements that we saw on actual ghostbusters day were campfire marshmallows with the worst kept secret in uh (laughs) branding history (laughs) um they announced that they're gonna have stay puff marshmallows uh back on shelves in 2021 uh for for those of you that that aren't in on the joke there uh they slipped i don't know what it like three four months ago and said you know stay puff marshmallows coming back and we're all like hooray and then it disappeared. Um, I think yeah. they jumped the gun a little bit. 
Um, so, so that was uh, pretty cool. And then uh, Lego Unboxed. Um, I, I need some help, Chris, because I don't really know much about this. Um, I, I don't know much about it either. So I, it, it, I can't to me help was you like uh, Ghostbusters has a new TikTok channel. I was like, oh, too old. Don't understand. Um. I, I mean, it, it seems to be a, a pretty big deal among the Lego community. It does sound kind of like, you know, uh, an add-on to something somehow. Guys, I don't know. I should have researched this. I have no idea. But uh, Ghostbusters coming to Lego Unbox. Going yeah. to Ghostbusters News. Well, yeah, do, do that, and I'll, I'll sort of rattle off the other sure. couple of things Keep here. Um, so uh, Sideshow Collectibles has got a really cool art print, a fine art print that they're going to have uh, a pre-order up for uh, momentarily. Um, Hero Collector, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, inside story, the book actually launched on the revised Ghostbusters day. So if you pre-ordered that book, it's being shipped to you if you don't have it already. Um, Element Skateboards, this is one that I'm super excited about. They, It's not an announcement. They've just sort of started popping up kind of here and there in skate shops um, for pre-order. But uh, mid-July to August, they're going to have a whole bunch of decks and... Uh, yeah, they got like four, des- three or four designs. They're three or four sweet. designs, but then I've also found a couple. Like, there's a an OG like longboard that has uh, Zool and Gozer on it, which is really cool. Um, oh, nice! And so I, th- I think I think once we get closer to whenever that actual launch is going to be, we'll start seeing the full product lineup. I also saw a skate uh, uh, backpack, you know, with the element sort of they've got like yeah. a hybrid element ghostbusters logo um and there's a backpack that's for sale for like 60 bucks for that too but cheaper um, than the board i'll get one of those cheaper than the, i do want to get one of those boards though because um particularly they've got that ecto one that's using kind of the new art uh that was mm. sort of released for uh ghostbusters day that's that's awesome but that the zool yeah. the like the old school you know sort of torpedo uh shaped uh skateboard with zool on it is pretty cool um, I, I might, I, I don't know if I had the spare cash, I'd consider a stay puffed one, but, I, I, I don't skate. So what am I going to do with it? Yeah. The stay puffed one is cool. And, and, you know, being element, I'm sure there might be a few, you know, t-shirts or, you know, hoodies or yeah. hats or something too. Um, so we'll, once there's actually something official there, um, we'll, we'll let you guys know, but check, uh, you know, check your, uh, Tilly's, your, your, your local skate shops. Um, some of them already have pre-orders up, especially up in Canada, Chris, I've seen a lot of the pre-orders up in Canada more than anywhere yeah. else. Um, but, uh, did I you, know, did I, you find the Lego unboxed? Yeah, uh, I know what it is. It's, uh, tell me more, tell me so more. imagine if you were starting to realize that, um, uh, uh, Lego dimension style games or, you know, the Disney, uh, uh, whatever the heck it was called, but, uh, all those games where you, you collect different characters uh, in, and Infinity mix and Box match or whatever all those yeah. sort of things. Yeah. yeah, imagine if those were getting harder and harder to maintain and sell to people while the mobile world just kind of grew and grew and grew. Uh, and say you were Lego and you had a whole bunch of licenses, you'd say, "Let's make an RPG on uh, phones," and that's what uh, they did. Aha. So. Okay. Exactly what that means, RPG game wise. I mean, there's lots of different ways to present RPG games on phones, but you know, if you've ever played one, you can pretty much imagine what it is. Um, yeah, the video they put out. There's no gameplay footage. It's uh, just just kind of an announcement that it's coming, but that's what it is. So uh, yeah, basically, uh, forty years of Lego themes going to be represented wow. in the. Uh, 
in the game, which includes Ghostbusters. So and I feel like that's probably something that they wanted to be timed for the movie release too. You know, being Lego. Um, yeah. So, so maybe that's something that was ready to go for July, and now they're kind of pumping the brakes on it a little bit to exactly. release it closer yeah. to the movie. Well, it's definitely the kind of thing that Sony's really good at, which is, uh, you know, sharing their their brands there with uh, particularly Ghostbusters with with mobile games. Uh, so. I don't know. We'll have to wait to find out more because uh, it doesn't have a lot of info. They basically have the release trailer, which went out. I don't know what the date is, but um, <laughs> nobody the, does. Chris, their, their Where Instagram. Are we? <laughs> the Instagram was Ghostbusters. Uh, well, hinting. Yeah. Well, no. It says outright. Uh, that's right. For Ghostbusters Day, we are ex- ectostatic. To announce that Lego Legacy Heroes Unbox is having a Ghostbusters takeover coming very soon. Oh, so is that game out? No. Yes? No. It uh, is. Oh, it maybe it is already be. out. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that if it's a mobile game, maybe that's, I, I don't feel quite so as it bad is, now. So it is precisely uh, about um, what the other ones is. Is that a, a cool game and they've just basically uh, let some Ghostbusters stuff get into it there. Uh, this one's probably even easier given that nice. Lego and Sony had already struck deals on uh, video game type stuff so uh, yeah. there it is um, so more, more on that again as we yeah, have yeah we'll it get into it well. I'm gonna but definitely download that and give it a try yeah. and find out when this and goes the Lego games are always is. fun so they're always um, fun yeah um, alright well the, the question that's on everybody's mind uh, I want to get into it sooner than later here uh, Chris is how was that new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer that only you saw and <laughs> how come I haven't been able to see it how come they haven't released it online because uh, trailer is great it was let's say 50% blurrier with uh, <laughs> occasional raindrops <laughs> And it was really underlit for some reason. Um, oh, man. And it looked... So, wait, it looked <laughs> was, it, was it completely dark when your show started, too? Because I noticed a lot of people had shows that were starting before, like, the sun had actually set, which is kind of a bummer, to be completely uh, honest. But that's part for the course most, of a drive-in. Well, here, in Canada, we can't wait. Because, of course, even, even the difference between... Um, you know, uh, Northern California and us, um, yeah, the light stays out a while. Yeah. Uh, but that's not horrible. Um, it's actually completely confounding to Canadians when we watch American movies and you talk about like it's summertime, but it's like eight o'clock in the evening and it's like pitch blackout or movies, uh, shout out to yes, have some, up. Sh- yes, have some shout out to uh, like Twister, for example, when they're at the drive-in and it's, you know, summertime, but it's pitch black. It's like, that's, that's never been the way it is here. It's always, <laughs> sun's usually down or going down. Uh, you, you'll find that most, uh, drive-ins in Canada were designed to point, uh, with the, their backs to the setting sun. So, so even though there's some light in the sky behind. It's still not as bad. It's not it's, beaming directly yeah. on the, yeah, the screen itself. And, or but, they, yeah. they tend to be, uh, a lot of places, uh, you know, out countryside where there's trees. So what you end up with is that the sun is starting to set and it's just no light is interfering Well, and what all. I seem to remember is like when I would go to the drive-in, the double feature, the first movie was always kind of like, the, eh, whatever. And then the second movie was the, the main attraction. Like you were waiting for that second movie to well, start yeah. anyway. Um, well, these but, days they they structure it uh, movies that the families want to see and then movies that the families don't want to stay and see. And in this case... Uh, 
1983 and 1984 Columbia Classics, Ghostbusters and Christine oh, uh, really? were back to back. Yeah. Did you stay for? You didn't stay for Christine, oh, did you? We absolutely stayed. Thomas oh, passed did. out. Oh, good. In the okay. back seat, perfectly. Uh, so Maria and I, come on, like Christine at a drive-in. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds awesome, but also with the little guy, it's uh, might be a little nope. much. But, it, but as long as he passed is, out, everything's good. That is yeah. the secret. By nice. the time we got Ghostbusters started at nine thirty-five, he made it all the way through Ghostbusters, and by the time Christine got started, he was putting his head down and just. Oh wow, quick. that's perfect. Good timing. I mean, that was that yeah. was the thing when I was a kid, right? Like uh, the 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 parents would get the kid kids would get into their pajamas yeah. to go to the drive-in because they were going to pass out for the second movie. Uh, so it was um, it was pretty good. There was okay. So get back to the the, the, so, the yeah, opening okay. thing. So yeah. the opening thing is, as far as I know, that the, it was programmed as such. The first part of it was the the video that showed at the Regal thirty fifth anniversary, which it was that interview with the. Uh, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, Ernie Hudson. Uh, uh, with cuts over to separate interviews with Sigourney Weaver. With, and yeah, Andy exactly. Potts. And then they were in their own space. Um, yeah. And and a retrospective, just talking about you know the impact of the movie and and how it's had longevity. Um, and you know uh, everybody's sort of reflecting nostalgically on it. That 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 we had all seen. Uh, yep. Then the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, which we have all seen. A million yep. times that it's imprinted in our brains at this point, but the only difference is that they changed the date, uh, yep. where it just says next year now or something like that, uh, as opposed to this summer or whatever. Um, and then the, the the third part of this is the new uh, uh, cog in the works, which uh, I'm I'm still holding out hope that they're going to release online somewhere because I want to see it in glorious high definition and yeah, uh, and and not uh, through somebody's iPhone through their windshield. I I appreciate it because it's the only way that I was able to see it. <laughs> well, um, your whole thing was is, and then you can talk about what you saw, and I was like, well, that's no fun. So I, it's a drive-in. What are they going to do? So I yeah, exactly. Um, because the drive-in uh, knows we are absolutely the worst way to pirate <laughs> movies on your phone. So I don't know, you do what you want. At it, whatever you want to do. Um, so it, it basically was uh, like a, a two to three minute featurette uh, with an interview with Ivan and Jason Reitman talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife with um, a couple new clips that I could tell and a, and a yes. couple behind the scenes clips. Um, but what I mean, because again, it was it was very sort of you know foggy through the lens of a lens for me. What what were sort of the standouts to you in that that piece? Uh, that one of the uh, the crew wore roller skates. <laughs> oh seriously? Yeah, that's. I didn't see that at all. Again, because you're, it's like postage stamp size. Uh, hey, I can't no, help it. But, I, know, uh, I know. Thank it's, you. Um, I, it wasn't. I'm yeah, joking I, because I love. Five it, years, uh, you should know this by now. <laughs> The kids in the diner. So you recall the diner where uh, we saw like the donuts uh, on the platter that right. fall in one of the right. that same diner. So they were shooting a scene there where the, the Ecto kind of comes to a skid at the end of the trailer. If I like that kind of car hoppy uh, Sonic looking drive-in or whatever diner. That's kind of what it looked like to me, at least. Yeah, that's the way they they've tried. Yeah, it's. Sorry, I'm getting a little confused now because we did a lot of like filming location dissection, <laughs> and now I'm true. having a t- I'm having a tough time because I remember it because it's movie magic. They kind of set it up places and then yeah. did some weird uh, reverses and all that. So I'm assuming uh, besides you know the earthquake at home and all that, they encounter it. Uh, 
they they may even be there for um, some of the other ones. And the diner is one of the best anecdotes in the interview too that that stood out to me because the, the majority of the interview is uh, Jason talking about his dad being literally like feet away from him at all yes. times, and they've got a great sort of rack focus shot between Jason and and Ivan sitting at Video Village, and they re- they really are they're like knee to knee sitting in chairs. Yeah, um, but he says uh, he was shooting the scene. I think he said it was in the diner uh, and there were five people on camera and he was intently watching one person and he went back to uh, video village, which is where they have all the monitors for the director. And, and yeah. his dad was like, you got it. And Jason was like, okay, I guess we're moving on. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, had I, another director just tell me like, we're good. You got it. I think he, I think he said three cameras and, yeah. and yeah, as he, he said, he was focused on one performance, at which point as director, you got to run back and see the two that you didn't. Yeah, make sure you got everything the, before you move on. Make sure on. you got everything. Yeah. And his dad's like, nope, I got it. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of funny to listen to, like, he's, 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 he's like, it's a unique experience because uh, he, he had a whole thing describing, like, you know, it's like, Sitting at your desk at the office, and your parents are sitting behind you. <laughs> like it's every just, day, every seven day. days a week. <laughs> uh, so, it, like I said, it it didn't reveal much. It didn't get into too much, but it was another nice revisit of the whole unique family based uh, approach to this whole film with uh, yeah. And Jason accommodating us, his dad, and, and like, and and the glimpses that we're seeing of the movie are sort of. It, it was to what you and I were saying earlier. They're they're innocuous enough that you're not going to go like, oh man, what a spoiler! I can't believe I, I know that now. Going into July and having to wait for this now until March, um, you know, it was sort of alt angles of things that we've already seen, like. Um, McKenna Grace uh, going into the basement with the PKE meter. Like there's another angle of that that, that we didn't see in the trailer. Um, yeah. uh, some behind the scenes stuff of like the, the Ecto in the garage. Um, trying to remember what else I saw in there that I was like, Oh, that's new. Um, I, I mean, not much. A lot of it was just sort of identification shots, yeah. like those ID shots of Jason and, and Ivan working very, on set. And, yeah. Very short. Like I think it was, yeah. it, clocked in at two and a half minutes for that portion. Yeah. Very, very short. But, um, but again, you they know, those feature they, are yeah. usually only in like 90 seconds, two minutes at the most. Yeah. Um, they, the, we were told in advance, I, I actually wrote when I, they announced that it was going to be at the drive-in, I emailed them and I said, is it just a coincidence that you're showing at the same day as the rest? Or are you getting the, the, the thing too? And they're like, we're getting the thing. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> okay, good. But they, they said uh, nine minutes. And so the opening, uh, regal one, was a uh, four-ish. It's like, like four-ish, four. yeah. Then there's a trailer, which is like, you know, two, two and a half-ish. And then, yeah, like, yeah, it uh, doesn't, doesn't leave you much more than, you know, two and a half to three minutes for the um, the, the behind-the-scenes afterlife one. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I haven't been back to, to rewatch it. And like you, I'm kind of hoping that they release it online, too, because... Again, the drive-in, not the best way to see it. Uh, I was, you know, you're not terribly close like you are in a, you know, in a regular theater. And uh, it was the the first thing they were uh, screening for the whole evening. So as you said, this being, you know, above the uh, the Canadian border here. Uh, totally washed out light, by the sun. The, and, not, not, su- not totally washed out. Like it was actually quite wa- watchable. It, I think it was worse for you in the, the recordings people made than... 
you know, because we got, let's put it this way, the cameras don't adjust as well as the human eye does for right. trying to see yeah. what it's looking at. Um, so it wasn't as bad for me. Um, but, but yeah, I just kind of want, I, I haven't had a chance. I'm, I'm hoping they release it just so I can frame by frame it and all that. Like, I like this, the, the anecdotes. I like the little back and forth between the two of them. Um, I liked, his dad made some crack. I forget what it was. And Jason just gave it like just a big, ha, like it was just, uh, oh, that's right. What was that? It was just like a, it his, was, it was like a dad play on words and yeah, it, it, yeah. Jason just, just gave him the big uh, dad joke. Uh, oh ha. man. I mean, uh, that, again, you, you, that dynamic, it, uh, I think John Yukeba, I don't, I don't want to steal this from him because this was, I have to completely credit him. He's like, I could watch another two or three hours of what they did at FanFest. Um, just the two of them talking about <laughs> storytelling, but also that the way that they interact with each other, because they're very playful and, and have such a good uh, rapport between it to one yeah. or another that it like, it, it it comes through in this whatever two minute featurette uh, oh, to yeah. the point where you know the the last thing that you see is Jason sitting by himself and his dad is like giving him direction or something off camera and he's like Dad, I'm sitting here trying to do the EPK. Would you just for five seconds? Yeah, his, just his, leave me alone. His dad his dad's on the phone actually. He oh he's on he the phone. Went, is that what he is? went off camera to 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 answer the phone and <laughs> Jason's giving him crap for. Oh, that's so good. Needs to come back so they can finish the the EPK. Um, so at the end of it all, like I said, there's the, the, that little those left impressions on me, and then really the behind the scenes stuff. Since I can't frame by frame it, since it's not at its best quality and all that, the only thing I took away from it is is in one shot of the diner, you can see like it's behind the it's behind the cameras, and the kids are in front of the cameras, and between them, some guy on roller skates just glides on through and I'm like all right I guess it works sure yeah I mean I've seen uh, steady cam operators on roller skates maybe that's something like that there you go um, so but uh and the the one thing that did stand out to me and it's the one that I do want to see sort of in in high res high definition is uh Jason is talking about how this movie is a literal and figurative passing of the torch or passing of the proton pack or something like that um and there's an alternate shot of, I think it's in the German trailer, the international trailer of when uh, McKenna Grace and Logan Kim are out in the field and they're shooting a proton pack and he's got his like audio recording gear and the ecto goggles on. Um, and uh, she, she like pulls the, the thrower off of the V hook and you hear the power up sound and it's like, Oh, I wish we would have seen that in the trailer. That's I, I want to, I don't know why, but there's just something about that, that it just, it, screams ghostbusters you know every, yeah. uh pull, pulling the uh thrower off of the pack and and getting ready just that just always feels ghostbusters to me but um yeah i hopefully i mean i i do implore people to have patience that um this probably will be online it probably won't be online within the next 48 <laughs> 72 hours you know i know people are just saying yeah. f5 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 and again it's it's a featurette that usually comes out closer to the movie release so there's a chance this may not be online until january of 2021 who knows well Um, because that way they get double 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 service out of it 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 was an incentive to go see the theater earlier and then you know it's advertising uh, marketing materials closer to the movie yeah and then they do cut downs of it that are like 30 second tv spots that you'll see you know while you're watching primetime tv and stuff um at the end of the day it's like people got to remember like 
I was watching some thread somewhere and people were talking back and forth about it. And, uh, one guy was like, it was supposed to be a trailer. What happened to the trailer? And who like arguing who said it was a trailer? I was like, remember the good old days when we didn't get anything. And and to be fair, nobody said it was going to be, we all just assumed it was going to be a trailer. Um, it's like, it's just because they've released stuff in the past. It's, that's not some sort of implicit contract that they will continue to give us more as time goes on. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's. It, and, and the people that are angry for what they expected to happen, well, it's like you put the expectation in your own head you the and then and you're not angry only that, at somebody for something that nobody, like. The reward uh, yeah. for studios yeah. to go out of their way and do stuff like this should not be the people are angry at them. Like disappointed maybe, but like just any anything beyond that, like venting frustration, even polite well, frustration. It's like, what are you doing? Honestly, and, like, yeah, and and also the other, the, like the the perspective that I also see from Sony, and I can understand, is, hey, if we tell everybody that there's a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer in front of this, there's going to be a lot of people who go, and this is a a point in time where we're trying to get people to stay home as much as humanly possible. Like, if we make this a big, huge tentpole event, um, it it might become something bigger, and we want to keep it small so that people can socially distance. And I, I, I get that concern as well. You know, they, they don't, Sony doesn't want to be responsible for all of these people being infected by the virus, uh, because everybody went to pack into a standing room only theater to see, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters trailers. So yeah, I, 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 I get it. And, and if it's any indication, uh, the telling sign to me that everything was kind of, rearranged and was being played by ear a little bit was that it still says happy ghostbusters day june 8th 2020 at the end like they Mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't even change the end card because it was just we don't know if this is going to be popping up on july 4th weekend maybe it'll happen in august i don't know let's uh not keep changing the slate or the you know the end card on on this promo piece um now here's so. what here's what I want to know, and this is a good opportunity for people to like drop us a line online or message in on when this posts or whatever. But I want to know if it was double showing with something else uh, at their theaters, and if it happened, and if so, what was it? Because it was the movie, yeah, Christine is a little too spot on of a a pick to a degree because a both Columbia movies both came out like within a year of one another. And then in some weird, and this is why I'm, I want to know, is this coincidence? I mean, I'm not saying that Sony said, here, take these two Columbia movies and here's our reasoning behind it. But it's a weird coincidence that uh, Mr. Stephen Tash appears in both of them. <laughs> and, which I then went, what the heck? And because I remember that the, I didn't remember that Christine was with Columbia until it started playing yeah. and and it shows Columbia. So I go look at Internet Movie Database. It's because Karen Ray cast both yeah, films. Same so, casting director. Same yeah. casting director. Uh, so it was a good pairing. Two supernatural and, movies. One was the uh, family yeah. opener. One was the the scarier adult. One Tra- later on, uh, you know, iconic movie cars. Uh, iconic two, two replicated iconic shots between the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Mr. Steven Tash is in both of them. He's a bit of a prick in both of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, 
I, I don't I know. know. It was a the, nice the Mission Tiki Drive-In here, uh, mm-hmm. which is the only drive-in theater within you know a few hours of Los Angeles. They're showing uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is the second movie. So Ghostbusters uh, is the uh, the first one up, and okay. then the second position is Groundhog Day. But well, see, I need people to tell me what else was there because if it turns out that our theater picked. I really now got to go back and <laughs> I got to listen. This is going to be a weird question. Did you pick Christine specifically, <laughs> or was this sent to you? Um, it was wonderful watching it again, though. I do not think I do not recall seeing Ghostbusters at the drive-in. I don't think I've ever um, seen it at the drive-in. I'm I'm kind I, of bummed I know, I'm not going this weekend, to be honest. I know when it originally came out, I did not. Um, and I know in lots of rescreenings, I can't remember. I think it was all just indoors. So it was really kind of cool to see it at the drive-in. And wonderfully, it uh, continues to, as I watch the movie, noticing weird little little things. More and more, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, this time it was all height-based stuff. So I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you care. So yeah. well, yeah. What what did you uh, what did you see that was was different? Uh, I, I am always fascinated by that. I always see something that was different. Okay, so at the party at Lewis's place, there's lots of little ones. One I kind of noticed before was, um, the when Dana first first gets off the elevator, there's a floor. Uh, someone who's on the floor with her, the the guy with glasses and the mustache. Yeah. He's there, and they nod, and he goes in, and she walks by, and then Lewis accosts her sort of thing. He's at the party later, uh, munching on chips and reading something in the background when Lewis comes out, and, you know, anybody want to play Parcheesi? He's then talking to the cop at the door in the aftermath when Peter comes walking up. So there's a nice use of this extra as somebody. But the thing I started obsessing about then, it initially started obsessing as, is he the creep down the hall that called the, the, the superintendent <laughs> or is he, and then I got lost in trying to count the number. My best guess is there are six, uh, six, uh, units on the floor there. But that, like I said, I'm still working that one out to that. Like, this is the thing you see a movie so many times, you're not even really watching the movie. Yeah. Like I, it becomes a stream of consciousness thing as it more, like I just let the data flow in again and, watch new pieces connect. Um, so that went from there to the party where the guy at the party, when the terror dog jumps out is cowering behind a chair. Like he's got a right. chair up yeah. in front of him. Never thought about it, except I, what I noticed first is when, um, uh, Casey Kasem's uh, wife, uh, Gene Kasem hops up and starts to walk away. He follows after her. They stop. You know, maybe if we start dancing, others. Will if you look behind them at the, the buffet table he's laid out, the guy who cowers behind the chair is there. That dude is maybe five feet tall. Like, I'm <laughs> like, he is like, it's suddenly because every single time you're like, you're watching, let's be honest, we're all looking at Gene Kasem. Like, holy cow. Yeah, this one time there was, I'm like, I don't need to look at Gene Kasem anymore. I'm like, how is he so short? Guy in the background, yeah. He's got, it's the same, and then I'm like, oh, it's the guy behind the chair. And I was like, of course he can hide, but I can't hide behind a chair like that because, you know, I'm nearly six feet tall and I, you know, I'm twice, twice the mass (laughs) of him. So it's like, that was just the, oh God, it was so amazing watching that. Are you trying to call it up? Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Um 
He is, yes. and so yeah. that led me down the rabbit hole of so. Um, uh, Rick Moranis is five and a half feet tall, and even though he's in the foreground compared to this other guy, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty he's obvious pretty he's small. Uh, he's got a few oh, he, at least guy. a few inches shorter shorter than. But then that's where it ends up down this weird <laughs> rabbit hole for me because that guy who lives on the floor with him, so. If you look at him when he's talking, like you know, when uh, going to Data Baron's apartment, like he's there talking to the cop, and he stands up at one point. Bill Murray is six foot one, nearly six foot two, like a, just a shade under six foot two, according to the internet. Yeah, this guy has got to be six and a half feet tall. Like <laughs> he is huge. So then I start, I start wandering around. I'm like, well, he met her at the elevator. So I go back to that bit. She's six feet, like just a yeah. hair under six feet, but she's in heels. I'm like, all right. So she's six, two, six, three on her tippy toes with the, so when you see her walk past him, sure enough, she's like two or three inches shorter than I'm like, oh my God, he is a monster. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. So like I said, this is just useless stuff. But again, what I really love is I don't have the opportunities much anymore to just yeah let a movie watch over me but going to the drive-in thomas was happily munching on his uh snacks in the back and watching and uh maria was enjoying maria was i don't think maria is a same deal like if we're at home you're distracted by stuff but since we went to see it at the drive-in she was cracking up and all the stuff and you're not yeah exactly and i'm just sitting there just letting it like (laughs) pour into my brain um yeah so like i'm like is it the old lady who's the 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 jerk down the hall or is the this guy maybe i don't know it could be the i don't know either but yeah it's funny you mentioned that scene because we watched it uh last week uh you know just just on the the 4k blu-ray here and that scene in particular i noticed one lady you know because you're always watching the corners of the frames now because you already know where your eyes supposed to be you're looking elsewhere and everything else right when uh yeah when bill murray walks up to the to to 55 central park west and says i'm going to dana Bayer's apartment there's a, a New York socialite woman who is like kind of in the foreground in front of Bill Murray as he's talking to the to the doorman. And she I want to know her backstory because she's in like she's in like the trench coat with the sunglasses in the middle of the night with like a pillbox hat on or whatever. Yeah. And and she kind of looks suspicious, like she's looking around, like, is it okay? Is it okay? Is it okay? And then once Bill Murray walks in, she then walks in behind him, like she's sneaking into the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, like, I know that it's just an extra who wasn't quite sure if she was blocking a shot or whatever, and she didn't yeah. want to, you know, uh, step in front of uh, Bill Murray's eyeline or whatever, but... It's just such a weird performance that that's I fixated on that for the now, longest time. I was like, Kelly, look we, at this lady. It's <laughs> like, what is she doing? Now with that woman, and then the the guy who uh, spikes the camera on the university campus, would you really listen to your dad if in he's in Video Village and says you got it? Because let's be honest, <laughs> he's from the old school. He he lets a lot slide through. He's, yeah, he he and Sheldon Connor used to sitting in the edit bay, like not even thinking that the audience is ever going to see that that see, thing see or the again. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it was it was all in all, it was really fun. I I have to admit, I really liked that they basically the social distancing for cars because of course this is you know the new era of driving going where a lot of people like to pack out of their cars and like sit in lawn chairs and all that. It's really uh, really kind of odd. Yeah, but in order to in order to secure uh, social distancing in uh, with all that. 
you basically got to go between the poles. The poles, the poles only mark spots now. They don't have the speakers on yeah, them it's anymore. It's all on your radio at this point, right? Yeah, which yeah. is oh, thank God because it sounds way better. But they, uh, that was the other thing I noticed too is whatever they were doing, like to listen to it on like a, a FM stereo where the broadcast tower is like you know six feet away, sort of thing, like or sixty feet away rather. Uh, I don't know if it was some of the settings like for, like if they were mashing a five point one through Into like a stereo, stereo or, something. or something. But yeah. there was a lot of foley stuff that was really popping more than it hmm. usually did, and I never had noticed before. And I'm listening to it like uh, in the Lincoln Center. Uh, it, there was a real, real noticeable difference between the conversational ADR stuff, which they said they had to, you know, loop in versus here, you know, uh, you still look a pale. That's, that is not ADR. That's Bill Murray at the thing, just (laughs) shouting. (laughs) So they're like, okay, well we got him because he's shouting like real. You can, you can really pick up the quality of different recordings and some Uh, of the Foley sounds pop differently. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when those mixes are a little uneven. That's when you start to notice that kind of stuff. Or if you're, uh, you know, at the fan fest screening and it's just blaring, over loudspeakers yeah. and you're holding your ears, but um, I also spent a lot yeah. of time staring at the hotel and that thing where it's the two sets. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I can't unsee that anymore. That one's gonna yeah, bug that's, me that's for a tough one. Uh, but, shout uh, out to everybody on GB fans who is still effort or just tirelessly trying to figure out what that Ricardo Montalban uh, trying hard audio is. Um, I think that they're they're slowly working their way through the Fantasy Island episodes at the moment, but. Um, Skip everything. Start at season seven, kids. That's yeah, all I'm that's saying. Where, I think that's where they're at. Is on season seven. Um, well, anyway, uh, well, that I mean, it sounds like it was an awesome experience. I'm uh, kind of bummed I can't go see it in the drive-in myself. I want to go do it, but um, and and for all of you that are out there feeling kind of left out, um, it, it is okay to feel left out. This was something that was very limited and very sort of spur of the moment, and. Um, you know, it, 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 I hate to say it because it's such a cliche, but it is what it is. You know, we're, we're living in this kind of strange time at the moment, uh, where I'm sure they wanted a wider release. They wanted anybody and everybody to see the movie on the big screen, uh, particularly since uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is not coming out this week. Yeah. Um, but the circumstances being what they are, uh, it just, it, it kind of just had to be this yep. small little nuance thing that it, that it became, which, which kind of gives it a little bit of a, a luster, a nostalgic luster too. It was limited. It was only in 200 theater uh, drive-in theaters. Uh, and like, I think 2025 20, uh, indoor theaters because not many of them are open at the moment. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, especially uh, across the pond, I know a lot of people were feeling left out because they weren't able to get it, but um you know, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know, guys, we're living through a weird time at the moment. Uh, you just kind of have to roll with it as much as you can. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, uh, let's, let's launch into the fifth anniversary celebration. Should we? Sure. Let's, let's just, let's celebrate, uh, strike up the cool in the gang. We're going to celebrate good times and bad times, some good, some bad. Uh, but here's here's a little uh, a little look back on five years of CrossRip podcasting. Today on the program, we're back after a 15 year hiatus. Yeah, I don't believe it either. Paul Feig's Ghostbusters goes into production in Boston, and we get our first look. And we're talking San Diego Comic Con 2015. Cryptozoic's got a new game that they're going to be talking about. 
And who the hell are these guys? Let's find out today in the CrossRip. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip, the biggest podcast since 1909. Felt great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Welcome back to the Interdimensional Crossrip. That's right, after a 15-year hiatus. The last time I did this, I was in high school, so uh, you'll have to bear with me. I'm in like one year, right? Uh, this is kind of our soft opening with our first episode kind of working out some of the kinks uh but i'd like to introduce my co-host you know him you love him from protoncharging.com chris stewart i am in the other hi everybody does everybody love me is that a for sure thing i do i mean that's that's for certain uh, well that's all that matters i love everybody that listens to our show and we are so 20 or 20 you know minutes in well, there's that one guy. There's that, that one, one guy. guy. But the, we're 20 minutes in, Chris, and you know what? I bet everybody has been yelling at the screen or their speakers or in their car the entire time. Guys, why are you not talking about Ecto Cooler? Guys, come on. Seriously, why are you not talking Ecto Cooler? Well, you know what? We're leaving the best to last. We're waiting until now to talk about Ecto Cooler because, guys, everybody, guys, girls, kids, Everybody that packs their lunches for school, Ecto Cooler is back. Kind of, sort of, we As, think. Asterix, we Asterix were, pretty, we're mostly certain. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm back, where do you guys live? Uh, Vancouver. Where are we going? Uh, just down, I don't know, as far as Bellingham to do a little shopping. Come back today, just a one-day trip? Yeah. Nerd shopping. Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> America has the Ghostbusters toys. We don't yet. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, old too. There's a lot of stuff. Can we get tired of waiting? <laughs> like what kind of stuff? Uh, they put the old team out. Uh, well, just figures. action figures. Action figures. Uh, those blind bags. You don't know what's in them. But they little. Distributed. That's in Canada. Well, they're going to. They just have, we're behind, so we got tired of waiting. And the uh, trading cards. Trading cards. We haven't gotten those yet. What are you bringing in with you? Any food, alcohol, tobacco? Uh, our Starbucks coffees. What are you guys doing for work? He works on movies, and I make video games. Okay, have a good one. Thanks awesome. very much. Thank you. Well, and it feels like this is a, a more recent uh, phenomenon in the sense that, like, as, as I sit here talking to you, I have uh, a Millennium Falcon Kenner uh, playset behind me, and I've got all of these tchotchkes and toys and stuff that... You know, my adolescence is being encouraged, and you know I'm almost forty. So, like, right. what? <laughs> you know, are there benefits to this? This newfound, we can hold on to that nostalgia. We can hold on to our childhoods as long as humanly possible. Where it, my grandfather looks at me and is like, "Why are you buying toys, kid? That's stupid." You know, like, <laughs> is is it okay to stay in Never Neverland? Yeah. Is, are there benefits to that, and are there negative aspects to that? I absolutely think that. I mean, there. You know, there are some negative aspects to that when you have people who go, well, I could pay my rent, or I could get this $800 Gurren Lagan desk figure that I can put <laughs> on my desk. Like, no, but maybe pay your rent first, you know? that's That was that was a very specific example, Alex. I just want to, I just want to say. I know. I, I'm glad you pointed it out. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to pull something kind of random. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think that it is um, very healthy. I mean, one of the best examples of that that I can think of is Stan Lee. 
The man is over 4,000 years old, and yet he doesn't look a day over 400, and that is because he has kept his mind so entrenched in this fantastic world that he had a large part in creating. Um, so in a sense, like the, the sort of things that traditionally were thought to be childish and needed to be put away, he said, no thanks. He, he stayed happy and young and active, and he is a shining example of how to age gracefully and happily. Any of the original cast members, peripheral or otherwise, from the first two movies are going to be involved have cameos in the new one, do you know? All of them. Oh, All really? of them? With the exception of Rick Moranis, who refuses to pick up the phone. Really? Even Bill Murray, though? Bill Murray. Oh, really? I They're did not know that. Cool. Not what is Rick Moranis doing? Yeah, really. Rick <laughs> so Moranis is... Um, people ask him that all the time, and he pulls out his Honey, I Shrunk the Kids residuals and goes, I don't have to do nothing no more that I don't want to. He has often said that he hit a point where he didn't like the way the business was going, and it was at a time when his kids needed him, so he spent time with them, and after a while realized he doesn't really have to go back unless it's 100% what he wants. And they haven't found it yet. What a fucking idiot. You know, I was going to say, that's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. Leave it for the, the J. Ask here to say that. Do you have any idea how they're going to work the original cast members in? Uh, we are not talking about it. We do kind of know in places. <gasps> um, but but and, and it could be misinformation as well. And we've That's also discussed that it might be misinformation. They, they may be feeding misinformation on purpose. Oh. So, uh, so, Ivan, here we are. It's 30 some plus years later after you were in Martha's Vineyard with Dan working on the original script and. Uh, did you imagine that you would be in a building that has the firehouse facade talking about Ghostbusters virtual reality 30 years later? Is this something that you expected would stick with you? That you would continue to have Ghostbusters in, in your uh, your bag of tricks, so to speak, all these years later? No, I can honestly say I wasn't thinking we'd be doing virtual reality <laughs> some 30 odd That's years, true. 35 years later. I think we knew we had a good story. And a funny story with wonderful actors, and, um, and it turned out to be that the the movie is quite innovative, and uh, and it's sort of not most it's not spoken like about that very often. It's, it's thought of as beloved and funny and all those. But there's something really innovative about the film, so it it makes sense that something new like VR uh, that Ghostbusters becomes a good subject matter uh, for this new technology. Is that what keeps it interesting for you all these years later? All the different storytelling avenues that you can explore through VR or animation or different different options now that you have? Well, I just keep thinking that you know Ghostbusters is has got a lot of storytelling opportunity in it, and sure. we have a long way to go before you know we're going to see the end of that and. You know, just the this whole sense that ghosts exist, that they're both scary and benign, that it's possible to catch capture them and and hold on to them and communicate with them, and I don't know, it's it's something that has occupied mankind for centuries as a kind of concept, and uh, and apart from making like horror movies, this is a whole new way of doing doing the, talking about that relationship. And so, I think that's possibly why 
it's been so successful. And also just the friendship, whether it was the, the four men in the first two movies or the four women in the last film, there is something about those relationships that is, you know, very enjoyable to be part of. on a date with another girl I gave him my number <laughs> and then we went out like a week later yeah wow so, that's guts was, man well done it was a bold move yeah it was uh, it was pretty cool but that that was already seven years ago so we've been together a long time wow exactly alright well so th- this actually validates my follow up question then so at what point did you break to each other that you dress up like Ghostbusters who was the first to do it <laughs> and, and what was their reaction to it how did that happen so it's actually kind of funny because when we so I'm a lifelong Ghostbusters fan um, and Abby was you know familiar with it and had seen it obviously uh, growing up but she wasn't uh, even at that time I wasn't like a fanatic I wasn't dressing up or doing any of the costuming or we dove in together convention going yeah so it was right around the same time when we started dating uh, we started kind of going to Dragon Con every year and it's just like you see people with proton packs and you go wait a minute i didn't even know you could have a proton pack i want cra- one <laughs> we both need them um so okay so r- real quick um some housekeeping stuff here at the top uh yes uh we had no idea that this was going to happen as evidenced <laughs> by last week's episode and everybody was listening to last week's episode like these guys have no clue what happened this week they don't know yes uh, we did not know on Monday no. what was going to happen on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, obviously, if you listen to Monday's episode. Um, and then the other thing that I saw was, well, why didn't you release an emergency podcast? And uh, I, I tried to clarify on social media as best as I could, but um, <laughs> the announcement happened on Tuesday. A trailer dropped on Wednesday. I was yeah. afraid for us to record an emergency, like, quick take, hot take uh, podcast because I didn't know maybe where we were going to get casting on Thursday. Maybe we were going to get a teaser poster. Yeah. And who who knew what was going to happen? So we kind of waited until yeah, the you, end of the week. You, you 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 brought it up. You were like, well, what should we do? And it was kind of, in my head, I, I could see either way. And we've done it in the past where we were like, ah, news, talk immediately. Yeah. And actually, this time it would have fit pretty well. Usually we do emergency ones because it's completely out of sync with when we <laughs> record. This one, everything, you know, we had we had the news and the teaser and we record on Wednesdays. It could have worked fine, but my argument uh, to you, um, I, I said my argument was, well, it's out there. It's, it's not going to get, you know, it's not going to get any more or less timely us talking about it if we just wait a bit and see if yeah, anything else and happens. There's so and much then, noise. What are we going to add to this conversation? And let's let's wait. And well, then your counterpoint was, and if we give it time, all you guys have a chance to call in, yes, or talk to us on social media, or send us audio files and all that. So by waiting just a couple extra days, which is all we did, yeah, I, we. we it's now become a group conversation. So, well, and 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 the other kind of rationale behind it too, and and we'll get into the conversation. I'm sorry to keep all the housekeeping stuff going, but the other rationale was: look, there was an onslaught of surprise information in a week, and now there's literally <laughs> going to be a dearth of information until June. So we have plenty of time to sit and dissect all of this and talk yeah, about yeah. this and. Uh, I mean, and it, it's kind of nice. I don't want to know anything until June. I kind of don't want to know anything until next summer because I want to be as surprised 
by the movie as I was by this announcement that happened Don't this week. Don't forget to pick up your form and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding, just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Five years going strong-ish. <laughs> well, we haven't faltered. If so. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of podcasts after their you know tenth, twelfth episode uh, kind of fall off the radar, and uh, uh, for better or for worse, we have been here for all five years, and and still still will continue to be so for the foreseeable future, um, as long as you will have us in your ears. We will continue to do yeah. what it is we do until you until you're just so sick and tired of us and you hate us. Uh, then we'll we'll go away peacefully, quietly. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks uh, thanks everybody for five years. This I can't. My God, I still I'm still having a tough time wrapping my head around that it's been that long. But, yeah. Uh, so what? How, you have final thoughts for this episode? You have final thoughts for five years? You have yeah. Final, the final thoughts th- in general. The final thought is the three prize box i got sitting here uh piling up with stuff yeah that's right that's right uh have you decided how how are people gonna end up uh winning these things how are we gonna give them away what's what's the verdict i like the meme thing like post it on you know facebook or uh uh or or twitter you can add us that so that's an easy way for to make sure we see it and yeah just i don't know ghostbusters meme it up doesn't even have to be cross rip meme it just, I don't know, make Something us laugh. Ghostbusters. Yeah, make make us laugh. Uh, copy us in on it. Make sure that you're following us and that it's, uh, you know, uh, hope, hopefully, maybe, possibly encouraging people to follow us because that's that's yeah. the whole goal here is we want to increase, you know, our, our listenership. Uh, yeah, and, so you uh, know what? Don't, yeah. don't try to make us laugh. I mean, that's a bonus if you do, but uh, do it so you can make other people laugh and then have them go, what's this thing for? Yeah. And then uh, we can all, uh, well... We don't listen to us, but you can come listen to us. All right, so let's let's just put it. Let's put a hashtag on it. That way we can hashtag. follow it. Uh, hashtag crossrip fifth five th. Uh, yeah. nice and short. And uh, so whatever you post up there, make sure you uh, loop us in on whatever uh, you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, give it that hashtag crossrip fifth. And then that way we know uh, we know you're out there. We know you're listening, and we also will enter you to win one of those mystery boxes. That's that's the way to do it. Let's get that going. We're never gonna get CrossRip fifth trending, but at least we can track it some yeah. <laughs> on our end. <laughs> if we could get CrossRip fifth trending, I would be I would be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, we'd just be happy to know you're out there. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know what? If it's got nothing to do with the contest, but if you do feel like going and review us, that does. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to be number one in Sweden again. Uh, so, yeah, leave leave us a review. If you feel it. like that, that uh, I'm, not, just I'm not saying that's going to sway our decision. If it's we not going to sway our decision, review, but anyway, to be honest, we don't bug you enough to actually go out 
and review us. So yeah, but that said, a lot of people have been adding reviews uh, over yeah. the past month, and and it has not gone unnoticed. Thank you to everybody who's written us kind reviews and left us five stars, and um, it it means a lot to us. And uh, you know, we we had um, Doug Banks on uh, a few episodes ago, and he mentioned that like. You know, when you're kind of frustrated and you don't want to do it anymore and then you receive uh, a good review or somebody reaches out saying like, hey, your, your podcast gets me going every Monday morning and helps me into my week or especially now everybody that keeps telling us that the podcast is somehow helping with, uh, you know, being isolated and, and quarantining and staying at home. Um, it keeps me going, man. That's that's sort of the fuel that <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'll get off my ass and we'll do a podcast it'd, again. This it'd week. be terrible. If it, yeah, it'd be terrible if it was keeping us uh, going, but it was driving everybody else nuts. Yes, that'd yeah, be the exactly. worst. These guys suck. What are we doing? Um, but uh, so yeah, so uh, Ghostbusters meme uh, hashtag CrossRip fifth and loop us in and uh, you'll be entered in in that prize package and we'll we'll put a date on it we'll put more details up on social media as to when the cutoff will be and everything but uh yeah and th- thanks for putting those boxes together man that's that's super awesome of you i can't wait to see what's inside them who whoever ends up winning you have to promise that you take photos or you do an unboxing so that we can see what chris is sending to you because uh, it'll yeah. be a, a fun surprise now if we've learned anything from ghostbusters day don't get your expectations up <laughs> The trailer to Ghostbusters Afterlife is not in these boxes. But but I'm hoping, yeah, exactly. But I'm hope I'm hoping they will delight at least just a little (laughs) bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining this week. Uh, Next week, some fun stuff in store. We will be talking about uh, Ghostbusters Year One, issue number four, which is fantastic. Go read it uh, before next week's episode uh, because it's it's a wonderful conclusion? Question mark. No spoilers, don't want to say anything, but uh, it does set up some things uh, wonderfully. Uh, And until we do talk about that issue, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so